0: Welcome to Representative Cinemocracy. In these episodes, I talk about a movie that is related to a different movie that was voted on previously. Um, And this is actually a continuation of a line of movies that I already started going down with uh, my previous Representative Cinemocracy episode, which are Studio Ghibli or Ghibli-adjacent movies. So the very first episode on this podcast, that won a poll was Castle in the Sky, which was the first Studio Ghibli movie directed by Hayao Miyazaki. And then I went back from there and watched one of the first movies that uh, Miyazaki was ever art director for, and that was directed by Isao Takahata, who is another big Studio Ghibli director. And that movie was called Horace, Prince of the Sun, which was from 1968 so a very old movie um low budget and it showed the animation was still fantastic but you could tell that it was you know lower budget and sort of a lesser known movie because the look wasn't quite as polished and the prints hadn't been sort of preserved and restored the way that most of these other bigger movies have been. Uh, which brings us to the next movie on my list that I wanted to watch, which is uh, Hayao Miyazaki's directorial debut as film director, not just art director. And that movie is The Castle of Cagliostro, which was released in 1979, around 10 years later. Now, this movie is part of a larger franchise, the Lupin the Third franchise, which is uh, very popular. And when uh, Castle of Cagliostro came out the anime series the television series had been going on for almost 10 years uh, which was an adaptation of uh, previously existing manga and Miyazaki worked on both uh, loop in the third part one and loop on the third part two although he I think was more involved in part one because he was a director for that series on part two I think he just maybe worked as an animator and writer for For a couple episodes, I'm not totally sure. I'm probably wrong about that. Just going off, you know, glancing at some information on Wikipedia here. But yeah, so um, in anime, this character that this movie is based around was pretty well established. A loop on the third. He's a thief. And I haven't seen too much other loop on Media. I watched like a couple episodes from the very beginning of the part one series just to get a taste for it before I saw this movie. And even though he is technically a thief, I get the impression that the series in general and his character is very influenced by sort of secret agent tropes, uh, sort of like James Bond type of stuff. There's a lot of DNA in common there, and he acts at least in this movie, less like a thief, although there definitely is that element to his character, but more like sort of uh, an agent on a mission, working undercover. He is technically trying to steal something in this movie, which is uh, a princess from this castle, but his motivation is less self-serving and more uh, altruistic, really. Although that said, this movie does start off, the very beginning of this movie starts with Lupin and his partner, Jigen, robbing a bank. So they are thieves, for sure. They are thieves. But they're complex thieves. They're not just thieves. Oh, and yeah, and there's, there's no intro to this episode. I didn't get a chance to record an intro before I saw this one. Um, I actually saw this in theaters with some friends of mine. I think the movie was just re-released on Blu-ray in 4K for the first time. It's a 4K restoration of the original print, I think. And so this uh, theater in Chicago here did some showings of that version and uh, we got to see it and that was fantastic. The movie looked fucking incredible on a big screen. Super crisp. And yeah, 1979, Miyazaki's first... First feature, still pre-Studio Ghibli. Studio Ghibli still was not officially founded yet at this point. But, I mean, the animation is just incredible. Uh, maybe not, like, mind-blowing, but it's so clean and yet beautiful. There's so much creativity in not just the art style, but the animation itself. There's definitely no confusion on how Miyazaki went on to have such an incredible career from this point because his and the other people who worked on this movie's talents were clearly so well defined already. I mean, I have so little to say about the art and the animation just because of how good it is. That's really all I can say. There were no really noticeable flaws in it, unlike Horus, which was Definitely a little rough around the edges, still beautiful looking, but uh, I remember I mentioned some of those um, moments where they didn't finish animating scenes, it seemed like, and, and instead showed a series of stills, and definitely there was less sort of smoothness in the motion, which did seem like an artistic choice that worked for that movie, but maybe wasn't what they would have done if they had more budget. This movie, though, is just super clean, super vibrant, amazing colors, tons of set pieces in the movie to show off different animation techniques, and overall, the movie is just fun. This is sort of like an action-adventure comedy, I would say, and the characters are all super charming. I saw this in Japanese, and the voice acting seemed great. Obviously, I talked before about how it's, it's hard to judge, you know, voice acting in a different language, but in terms of just tone and attitude portrayed through the voice acting, you can hear that, and I was very entertained by the performances. Lots of enthusiasm, lots of sort of quirkiness of uh, the music was another thing that really stood out to me great music I mean, this one's actually hard to find like too many things to say about it because it's it's pretty simple it was just a pretty simple just like fun adventure and I was just extremely entertained by it all the way through and there's there's not too much else to say um I think the characterization and the dialogue has aged pretty well. There wasn't really much that was, like, problematic or anything like that. It translates really well. I mean, this really seems like the sort of thing that could have been released by an American studio because it's got that very kind of fun, action-packed adventure sort of uh, thing going for it. It's very accessible, Uh, and I have to assume that this movie was like influential to American animation studios for that reason. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right here and it says the film has served as a major influence on animators and directors worldwide such as Pixar director John Lasseter and several Disney films. That makes perfect sense. Um, I'm also seeing here, obviously the movie was critically acclaimed, very well regarded as part of the franchise, but some disapproved of its depiction as Lupin as a gallant hero instead of his original persona as a ruthless criminal. So I guess that is a little different in this movie from what had come before. I guess in the series, he is less altruistic than he is in this movie. And like I said, I haven't seen much of what came before this, but I feel like even as a change, you could see it as being a fun evolution of the character maybe like this idea that Lupin has been doing you know thievery stuff long enough and now he's sort of getting older a little wiser a little more mature more emotionally invested in things I think that comes across yeah, honestly, this might be one of my shortest episodes because I, I can't think of too much else to say about it other than it was a lot of fun. I would recommend anyone just go watch this. I think it's on Netflix right now. Give it a watch. It's, it's just really fun. Uh, you'll be very entertained. I think I'll give it I'll give it an 8 out of 10. It's not like a masterpiece. Um it's not a um it's not mind-blowing, but it's just an extremely solid, very very fun movie. Great animation, great performances, and yeah, that's about all I have to say about it. Um check out some of my other podcasts, Untwisted around the Twist podcast and Consumer Reports, links to those, are in the episode description. And obviously, if you wanna vote on what movie I'm gonna watch next, get in the Discord, and you'll see when I post the polls, link to that is also in the episode description. As far as where I go next in this line of movies, I think I'm gonna check out this small, sorta shorter movie called Gouch the Cellist, or Ghosh the Cellist. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Um, The only place I could find that is on YouTube, but it's only like an hour long. So I'm, I think I'm going to check that out because that's another um, Isaiah Takahata movie that was sort of critically acclaimed before Ghibli. And then after that, I think I'll do Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind, which was Miyazaki's next picture. And I think that's the last pre Ghibli movie that I'll do. Then obviously I'll be skipping over Castle in the Sky and going to whatever's after that. I haven't looked at the list yet to see what comes after that, but we'll get there eventually. And then we'll actually be in the Ghibli catalog. But yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, Have a good one, everyone. Later.